All right, welcome in. Week 14 to the, of course, Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is TJ Hushmanzada, Rob Parker, and TJ, here we go. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, man. The season is coming to a, a, a fast ending and all kinds of stuff's going to happen. But before we get there and we give you some of our picks for the week, let's talk about some of the stories that are making news in the NFL. And first, I got to say congratulations and mazel tov to you because you have a new radio show on Saturdays on Fox Sports Radio. Tell everybody about it. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh... It's going to be a pretty good uh, run. At least we plan on it being run. Myself, LeVar Arrington, Plaxico Burris, we have a show 10 to 12 uh, Pacific Standard Time. It's called Up on Game. And then you can actually uh, listen listen back to it um, as a podcast during the week. So if y'all listening, go ahead and subscribe Up on Game. And as I realize when you do subscribe, it's actually free of charge to subscribe. And so uh, all it is, all it costs you is time. But uh, should be fun. I'm I'm excited. First time doing something like this without uh, a quote unquote real media guy doing it. Um, I, I believe it's the first show of its kind, and so uh, let's see if we can uh make it work. It, did it? Did, was it smooth? I didn't get to hear the first one. I told you I'm going to check it out. I'm proud of you because I think that you know if you guys can pull it off and be able to make it where you don't have that quote unquote you know host or professional radio guy or, you know, as a moderator or, or the guy leading the show, it could be entertaining. I, from what I was told, um, the first show couldn't have gone any better. They were shocked, surprised. Um, we just have to continue it. And so if we can continue and, and stay on the trajectory we're on, um, I have no doubt that we, we can make it work. Our personalities, um, the biggest thing, and it's one word that we use, and I've always been this way regardless, is authenticity. And so everything we do is going to be authentic, um, give our point of views, whether we agree, disagree, whether you like it, you don't like it. It's our point of view. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good show. I really do. All right. There we go. I'm happy for you. Let's get some NFL topics going. The Ravens won last night, right, in a rare uh, Tuesday night game, a makeup, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys. They did it convincingly. I know the Cowboys stink, but still, that was a huge game for the Ravens and for Lamar Jackson, who have been struggling. Their playoffs, they had to win that game, TJ, to keep their playoff hopes alive. And they did, and they moved the ball. They were able to run the ball. It, it, was, it was a good win for them. They were able to run the ball. They took it back to college football the way they ran that thing. It was almost like watching Nebraska in the 90s. They literally could – they ran the ball at will. And and this is the NFL. And whenever Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens can run the ball as effectively as they did, it's going to be tough to beat them. It's going to be tough to beat them. I mean, they, they're just going right up the middle, six, seven, eight yards a pop. And so if, if they can be that effective, but what really helped them was Calais Campbell and I believe Brandon Williams coming back on that defensive front, Dallas couldn't run the ball at all. They, they were pretty much a one-dimensional team. And if you're that against the Ravens or any team, it's going to be hard to win. And Lamar only had 107 yards passing, but he was efficient with, you know, when he didn't throw the ball. 
and he had a big touchdown run as well. So that was good just to see him, you know, more like what we saw last year. And obviously the competition wasn't great, but you still have to perform and make it happen. People can say what you want about the competition, but ultimately there's three letters and every team is in the NFL. And so, yeah, Dallas, is they're not a good team, but they have really good players on the defensive side of the ball that Lamar had to face and go against. Um, but again, yeah, he, he didn't throw for very many yards, but I don't believe there's a team out there that would force the throw when the run is coming so easily. Um, they, they didn't have to throw the ball. Now here's, I want you to finally admit that I know something about the NFL and bow down to me and be like, you know what, Rob, you were right. You've been telling me for weeks, you berated me when I said the Steelers <laughs> are the worst 11 and 0 team in NFL history. And then they go and lose to Washington in a game. They were up 14, nothing. Can you give it to me? Because this was coming TJ. They have been flirting with this, then played well against some other teams, and they were able to luckily win. And finally, they took their first L to steal. You know what I will say is you're right. But not only are you right, you've been saying this for weeks. It wasn't just last week or the week before. <laughs> you've been saying this the last four or five. They're the worst 6-0 team I've ever – they're the worst 7-0. They're the worst 8-0 team. You've been saying this for weeks, and and I'm of the opinion, I don't care how you win. You just want to win because, again, this is the NFL. And they've had some close games against the Cowboys and whomever. The Tennessee Titans made a run towards at the game, winning that game towards the end. But they, the Steelers were still winning games. It doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. But it caught up to them, and it caught up to them against a – quote unquote not a good team record wise Washington is very good defensively but offensively they, they don't scare people and, and so yeah you were right I, there's nothing I can say I, I still believe the Steelers are a good team but what's going to happen now is that invincibility of that confidence that we're up I believe that was like the first game to Steelers, or maybe the second game in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers being up by 14 points that they've ever lost. Right, that's what and I'm so saying. now that, was that, that, that being on the sideline, oh, we're going to win this game. It's not going to be now at a hundred percent. Now it's going to, they're going to have that doubt creep in. Um, and what hurts is they're playing a really good team this Sunday, a team that in essence, they could be 11 and two. The Buffalo Bills, they're 10 and 3 right now. They could be 11 and 2 if you, the hell, the hell Murray. I mean, the Bills are coming into town or they're going to play Buffalo. That could be, that's going to be a tough game to bounce back after what just happened. I definitely would pick Buffalo in that game. The way Buffalo's been playing, coming off a big win. And the other thing, you're right. Uh, and, and just a side note, because you mentioned them, but Kyler Murray, if you take that Hale Murray away, they're on a five-game losing streak. You know, it's it's been a struggle since then. TJ, it, it has not been pretty. They have stopped him from running. Like, he's got, like, 60-some-odd yards in the last three games. Like, they have – what have they done? I believe teams have kind of studied him 
and said, if we can keep him in the pocket, we can limit his scrambling on pass plays. There's not too much you can do if they want to read option things. But if we can prevent and slow down Carter Murray scrambling on pass plays and keep him contained in that pocket, we have a chance. And that's what has happened, especially this past time. I mean, the Rams are a top two defense in the league. And you have the best interior pass rusher. So now you're getting instant pressure up your face. If them ends keep contained and they play gap control defense, Kyler Murray's 5'10". Where's he going to go? He can't see over guys. So as soon as he tries to escape, ah, he's running right into a sack. And I watched that game, and that's what happened. Um, they got to figure it out because earlier in the year, the Cardinals were rolling on offense. And, and they have been stunted. After that hail, Murray... Cliff Kingsbury was like, hey, you know, like the MVP, they should uh, alternate years. Give it to Pat Mahomes one year and give it to Kyler Murray. You remember that? And that, that was just a month ago. Where'd that go? That's why you can't put get too far ahead of yourself. First four games of the season, everybody was saying Russell Wilson was going to run away with it. He's not even in the race anymore. It's Pat Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And probably Josh Allen the third right now and so yeah 16 games man it's not a seven game season five it's a 16 game season and the guys that can stay consistent but this thing Kingsbury and they're gonna have to figure this out because they still have a chance at the playoffs they better figure it out and they better figure it out fast because teams have caught up to them they've adjusted now it's on Cleve Kingsbury to adjust himself in that offense so that uh it's basically you adjust, I adjust, and that's what he's going to have to do. No, no doubt about it. It's just unbelievable, you know, how far it's come. All right, last thing. Before we get to the uh, picks this week, we'll, we'll the picks from last week, and then we'll do our picks this week. Um, Carson Wentz finally got benched, you know, against the Packers, just couldn't move the ball. I mean, the offense looked terrible. I'm a guy I've always – I like the guy's game. I saw that year when he was – going to be the MVP before he got hurt. He put on an unbelievable year. I think the Eagles were like 11 and two or something, you know, he played great, but it's just been a struggle since. And I don't know where his confidence is. And uh, where, where are you on the Eagles? Did they make the right decision? I believe it was overdue. It, it when you come into the season with all this promise as a team talking to Eagles and you start to falter, but your division is so bad, you still have opportunities. And is Carson Wentz completely at fault? Absolutely not. He isn't. But see, that's but when you watch games, because there's a lot of injuries, there's a lot of issues with that team as well. You're right. But when you watch games, he's missing throws like big time. Like he's not barely he's missing throws. And this is the thing, Robin, you you're a media guy. You've been doing this forever, man. Y'all got to stop this. And you you. Talk to your colleagues about this. All right. Stop giving these quarterbacks all this credit when things go well. And then when things go bad, you guys turn around and say, oh, man, he doesn't have enough help. So is it really him or is it really the guys around him that makes him? And because you can't you can't have it both ways. Oh, man, Carson Wentz has no help, man. He has no receivers. He has no offensive line. Because at one point early in the season, that offensive line was a second-rated offensive line in the league. And they weren't winning games. And so you couldn't use that excuse anymore. 
So in essence, Carson Wentz isn't the reason they're winning or losing. He needs a ton of help so that he can be part of the reason why they win or lose. So he's not, I think it's Bucky Brooks. He says it's, it's a tractor or a trailer. And Pat Mahomes is a tractor. Aaron Rodgers is a tractor. So Carson Wentz, he's the trailer. He needs to be pulled. He can't pull you along. And, and that's okay. That's okay. But stop anointing these quarterbacks and giving them all this credit. And th when things go bad, oh, man, we don't have enough help for this guy. If you're that good, make my guys look better. That's what Brady does. Or was he not doing that in New England? No, I got, I got it. And I think what you're talking about is fair because, uh, yeah, it, it's, you can't have it both ways. So, so I totally agree. It's unfair to always give the quarterback. And we know this. Quarterbacks give too much credit when you win, and then they take too much of the blame when things don't go the right way. So it's definitely uh, both of them. All right, let's bring in Martin Weiss, our producer. Let's go over last week's picks. Okay, but before we do that, let's add a little excitement to the sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook this football season. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The app's simple to use. They got great odds on all these different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays, and exclusive always on promotions to let you know... To to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, they even get you your winnings safely in as little as 24 hours. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game, and FanDuel will refund you $1,000 back if you don't win your first bet. Seriously, there's no strings attached. Just place any bet you want. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. This week, I like the Buccaneers minus six and a half. Parlay that with the Mike Evans touchdown. That's guaranteed money. Take it to the bank. Go ahead, take that same game parlay. You can only get them at FanDuel Sportsbook. So if you have never tried FanDuel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now to get started and be sure to sign up with promo code LP3 so they know that we sent you. That's right. FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. Three. So let's go over last week's picks. You know, Rob, you're talking all this trash about TJ needing to bow down. Uh, you might want to hold off on some of that. You may have been right about the Steelers not going undefeated, but uh, we'll, about to say, we'll see how this goes. So the, we start with that. You may have been right about the Steelers not going undefeated, but uh, let him know, Martin. Let we'll him see know. How this go. So the, we start with the Bengals and the Dolphins. The Dolphins were eleven and a half point favorites. They win that game nineteen to seven in a true snooze fest of a football game. That was just incredibly boring. Um, you had the Browns and the Titans. The Titans were six point favorites, and I mean Baker Mayfield just I mean had an incredible game. Browns win that one outright, forty-one to thirty-five. TJ, you were on the Browns plus six, Rob, Titans minus six. So I. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Again. I don't know what that game was. Where did all those points come from? I was stunned. Stunned. I will say also, I, don't, I need to do a better job of keeping track of this, but in the ad read, I gave out Browns plus six and a Nick Chubb touchdown. So if you listened, 
and did better. It's there you would have went. Um, yeah, so you no, have it... Lions and Bears. Bears were three point favorites. I don't. I can't understand how the Bears are favorites at all. Although both of you guys picked them, Rob, you said they were due to win a football game by seven. Maybe that'll be next week because the Lions won thirty four to thirty. Uh, they were winning by ten points in the second half. They were supposed to finish that game, TJ. Right? TJ, tell them. that defense. That defense, man, has dude. 34 points and that two years ago that was one of the best defenses in the league with pretty much the same players what where what happened well, and, and rob i'll say this leading in the second half all that matters is triple zeros in the fourth quarter as long as it's oh, I, understand. I get it i get it man it was awful so yeah the colts and the texans texans were uh three and a half went underdogs tj you took the colts rob you took the texans uh, the Colts are a better football team than people are giving them credit for. I've been trying to say it for a while now. They win that game 26 to 20. Congratulations, TJ, Rob, Romeo Cornell, and Sean Watson did not get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that crazy? They had the ball inside the five yard line with a chance to uh, win Stop. the game. That's crazy. Oh, that fumble. Crazy. That fumble was nuts. <laughs> it really, truly was. Uh, you go to the Eagles and the Packers. The Packers were eight and a half point favorites. You guys both were on the Packers and uh, the Eagles just, like you guys said it earlier, Carson Wentz is a trailer and uh, that tractor's got flat tires. So <clears throat> that that one was an easy win for the both of you. Jags and the, and the Vikings, the Vikings were 10 point favorites. Rob, you did not take the bait. You said, give me the Jags, give me the 10. This is the NFL. Yeah! They're all professionals, right, Rob? Everybody out there is a pro. They all get paid. I, I, I just didn't buy it. I didn't buy it. I, I didn't buy it, TJ. I was trying to tell you on that one. I wasn't buying it. They, they, the Vikings really should have lost that game. Really, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't know how they won that. Game, to be honest, ended up going to overtime. Vikings sneaking out a twenty-seven to twenty-four win. Uh, let's go to the overs and the unders. Yeah, the Browns, Titans, 52 and a half. Well, the Browns almost hit that by themselves, and you guys both were on the under, so no go. Although, TJ, you had a rousing, a rousing speech about how the Titans put up points, and like you said, all of these reasons why it should go over, and all of them came true, but you took the under for some reason. Because I, I really thought it was because it was raining in Tennessee a few weeks back at home. I'm like, oh, it's going to be bad weather, and it was a great day to play football. And all the running on both sides, right? I mean, it made sense. For yeah. Limit their possessions because they're beating up clock and getting first downs. And Baker came out just gunslinging. Lions total 44 and a half. You guys are both on the under. Matthew Stafford played probably the best game he's had all year. I mean, I mean, in the probably in the last three years, that dude was playing out of control. That under didn't stand a chance. Obviously, final score total to be 64, so blew past that. You have Eagles and the Packers at 46. That game pushed. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think this has ever happened. As we're sitting here doing this, where it pushes, I guess it goes for nobody. Um, First time. Bengals and the Dolphins total was 42. TJ, you took the under. Rob, you also took the under. So that was good. Browns, Colts, TJ, your parlay was good to go. And uh, Rob, you just had the Bears in your parlay, so it didn't work. 
Week 14, Cowboys at the Bengals. The Bengals are getting three and a half points. Where are you on this one? Wow. It's kind of interesting, you know. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, will go back into Paul Brown Stadium as a starter against a team that he pretty much started in started from day one until the day he left with the exception of when he got benched last year. Um, Bengals aren't very good. They have a hard time moving the ball unless they can get turnovers, special teams. Um, they have a hard time moving the ball with what they have at quarterback. Left tackle from Alabama is on IR. He's going to be done for the year. Jonah Williams, so he misses his rookie year. Um, he's going to miss the rest of this season. And they invested a first-round pick. Cowboys, they weren't uh, – it was somewhat of a competitive game, I would say, at least through the first half. If Zerline makes those field goals, um, it's a different ball game against the Ravens. You never know how that game goes. Three and a half points, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. I, I just don't see the Bengals being able to score more than 10 to 14 points unless the Cowboys help them out and give it to them. Um, Cowboys couldn't stop the run. Oh, Joe Mixon isn't playing. Um, I like the Cowboys easy by at least a touchdown. I think this is a lot. I, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys... Uh, and Andy Dalton, right? When you come back, you want to stick it to your old team. Am I right? You, you're up for yeah. that. You're going to be up for it. And the Bengals are just missing too many weapons. You just mentioned Mixon. That's that's not going to help them. I'm with you. I think this is going to be the lock of the week. Cowboys win. You ready? By two touchdowns. They got a chance. That's for sure. They have a chance. I, the Bengals are bad right now without Burrow. They're bad. I'm so afraid of this next game. Texans at the Bears. The Bears are getting a point and a half. I mean, I keep saying that they got to win a game eventually. They're getting a point and a half. The Texans on the road. Texans aren't that good, but the Bears are no good. I can't can, – can they do it to me again? Are the Bears not going to win again, TJ? Is that what I'm seeing? <laughs> Man, this game, what's the weather going to be like? Um, the Texans want to throw the ball, and, and if it's bad weather, which you would assume it is December in Chicago, um, that's going to be tough. Are the Texans good enough on the ground to run a ball effecti effectively enough against the Bears? The, the Bears just lost to the Detroit Lions, and again, I, you, you come out and you see them up. I mean, let's let's. Be but honest. if you look at and read what is being said, basically, Matt Patricia was a dictator. They hated it. Now, guys, no pun, they could let their hair down. They could have fun. They could be themselves. And so when you're able to do that, you play with a little more energy, which they did. Um, but the Bears, it, it's – I'm going to go with the Texans. They have the better quarterback. Um, I don't know why because both teams are bad, but I, I just can't see um, the Bears winning this game. I'm which I can't. I picked them a ton this year and I've been let down and so I guess I'll go against them and they'll let me down again <laughs> I, you know what I'm going with the Bears they hurt me this past week I cannot I can't believe they're not going to win a, they're at home the Texans aren't a good team and I get the Bears on a good team either they 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 had a lead uh they were there you know what I mean like like they were they were up on the Lions and the, and, and the defense right if you tell me that, that the Bears were going to score 30 points, would you feel good about a win? Right? Oh, you, yeah, but I, I believe we're thinking of 
Vic Fangio is a defensive coordinator, Chicago Bears, and they're they're not the same. I'm still going to take the Bears plus the point and a half as home underdogs. I, I know it. The Bears have done it to me time and time again, but I'm still going to go for it. All right. Vikings at the Bucks. The uh, Tampa Bay is minus six and a half, TJ. You think they're going to kill the Vikings? Is that where you are on this? I do. I think they're going to kill them. Coming off of a bye week, um, I'm sure Brady and Bruce Arians are like, okay, our name is not in the news this week. We had a bye week so they can focus on something else. Um, but coming off of a bye week, hopefully they they got together and they formulated a game plan of what each other likes and dislikes and kind of got and figured out what worked. You, you, you mesh that together and neither party comes away completely satisfied, but you know it's going to work. Um, they've had two weeks to prepare for this. They are the better team. Um, the Vikings still have a outside chance at the playoffs, but I, I just I can't see them being – um, very competitive, meaning they're going to lose by a touchdown for sure. Coming off a of bye week, if the Bucks do not win this game by a touchdown, the season, it, their season is pretty much over. When I say over. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When I say over, if they get into the playoffs, it doesn't matter. They, they, they should be able to handle a Viking team that wants to run the ball, create single high coverage. And it, this is kind of works for what the Bucks want to do. They want to man you up. They want to play single high, stop the run, for, force you to throw it. Um, if they can get pressure on Kirk Cousins and not let Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen get off, which I believe they will do. They're not playing the Chiefs and Tyreek Hill. Um, Bucks win this off of a bye week, no problem. How about this? Can you help me out with this? I hear everything you say makes 100% sense to me. But you're a player with a bye week. Sometimes... It can, it can have another effect on you that you're not used to playing, like your routine was interrupted. I know it's good to get your body feeling good and taking a break from the pounding, but can it also may, you know, may, maybe work against you? And especially here where the Vikings season is on the line. Like this is, like you just said it, like they have to win this game if they're serious about making the playoffs, just like they came back last week when they should have lost that game but, but it means a lot. It mean it means a lot to the Bucks as well because yeah, they're in the playoff. They can't afford to continue to lose these games because they could find themselves on the outside looking. They're not winning the division. That's going to the Saints. And so they could find themselves on the outside looking in if they continue to play this way. And so they got to get it together. Um yeah, the Bucks are going to win this. Tom Brady's going 11 and 5. I'm going to two things. I'm going to take the Vikings plus six and a half. I'm not calling for an upset, but I'm going to take it. And I'm also going to bet you 20 wings and a Diet Coke for me, whatever you drink, you know, fine. That Tom Brady won't go 11 and 5. That they that they they're going to stumble along the way and they will not hey martin can you martin can you hop in and tell me their remaining schedule please or do i need to pull it up really quick i know it's weak they play the lions don't they who do they play they got five games left
Oh, I'll take that bet. All right. Yeah, I'll take that. Yes, thank you. Cause you never lemon know. pepper, baby. Hey, no lie too. No, this, this lemon pepper is what I want. Cause them the only wings I really like to eat anyway. So the the, the oh, name is you. so fitting. I got you. I'm just. I'm. They will not go extra crispy, baby. Extra crispy. Right, cause that means you have to win every single game from here on out, right? Or Yeah, they can't. They can't slip up. They can't they slip go, up. They have to. They have to run the table. Have to run the table. Okay, so we're good on that. All right, let's do that. All right, Packers at Detroit, Packers at the Lions. Uh, Lions are getting seven and a half. I'm going to go first on this one because I covered many Packers-Lions games over the years. And you know what I learned? That every so often, the Lions, they might not win, but they play the Packers close in Detroit. And I love the Packers offense. I love what they're doing. Aaron Rodgers is having an MVP type season. I'm going to take the Lions plus seven and a half. That the Packers win um, but not by seven and a half. I just can't do it. And, and I tell you why. I'll tell you why. The Packers are still playing for home field advantage. And home field advantage does not matter in the 2020 season because no fans are allowed. But they want that buy that comes with it. And that's still in reach for the Packers. And so although they might look at this game and, ah, LaFleur is not going to allow that because they need to continue to win to stay on pace with the Saints. I'm not saying a lot. And make sure. I get what you're saying. No, no, it's not just win. It's not just win. They want to win. Like, if we're boxing, they want to knock you out. They don't want to win a decision. But you know, and, and so, that, and I call them Stat Padford for a reason. You can be up by 17, and Matthew Stafford winds up throwing some late touchdown to make the game close or to make it feel like I've seen this guy operate. That's what I'm worried who did, who about. Did, who did the Detroit Lions just play? Oh, they played the Chicago Bears. How many points did the Chicago Bears score? 30. Oh, wow. Aaron Rodgers is going to at least get 30. And that Packers defense is a lot better than the Bears defense. And so, yeah, I'll take a 33-20 to 20 victory. Oh, yeah, they put up decent stats, 33 to 24 type of game. Um, but I, I see the Packers winning at least by 10 points, at least 10 points. They're on a mission. I see the Packers win by seven, and that half will help me in that uh, bet. All right, Steelers at the Bills. Bills are minus two and a half. Steelers coming off the first loss. Bills coming off an impressive win. Uh, who do you got in this one? I want. I wonder what would the spread have been had the Steelers won and be twelve and zero. What would it? Do you think they would be the favorite, or would it be a pick'em? What do you think? Not with the win that the Bills had right on the road. <laughs> I'm serious. But anyway, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, and I don't like to give up points when there's two good teams playing. I guess you would probably argue there's one good team playing. Um, Bingo. but I really. I like the Bills. I, I like what uh, Josh Allen is doing, but he's going to have to be smart against uh, the Steelers. They're not going to play much man coverage. They're going to play that cover three. 
corners give up everything underneath and you just can't force the ball if you're Josh Allen. Those coaches um, on the offensive side of the ball with the uh, Buffalo Bills, they know this as well. Um, the thing is, the Steelers, they aren't able to run the ball effectively. And that's the biggest thing. That's what's hurting them is they're all pass. They cannot run the ball effectively. Connors will come back. I believe he was on a COVID list. He'll come back this week. Will it be enough? I don't believe it will be. Um, I expect a tight game. The Steelers, are, although they lost, they're a good team. They're going to play with pride. I just believe the Bills are a better team. I'm with you. I, I like the Bills a lot. And this is one of those uh, message games, you know, in the AFC. Seriously. If you're the Bills and you're looking for respect, and if you beat them, you know, people are going to start saying, the Bills are a real threat in the AFC. Like, this would be that game to give you that confidence. Am I right, TJ? To make you feel 100%. Yes. Where you are. You can't have the Steelers coming off the, the, the egg that they had coming into Buffalo, right? And pushing you around in your own crib. They, that, that's not what you want. And that's one of these statement games. I, I believe the Bills, and you mentioned it when you talked about the MVP, Josh Allen is in the conversation, right? He might be third out of the top three, but he's in the conversation. He's had that kind of year. I like the Bills in this game. I'm going with the Bills. And then the Ravens are at the Browns. The Browns are the underdog. The Browns are getting a point and a half. They haven't been nine and three, nine and what is it, nine and three? Uh, They're nine and three now. Right. That they they haven't been this in years. 1994. Since 1994. Were you even born then? That's how long it's been. I wish I wasn't. <laughs> you you know, this game is uh honestly, I'll be completely transparent. This is one you just get a coin and you and you flip it in the air for me. And because that's how I feel. I can see either team winning the game. I can't get out of my head how the Ravens thrashed them the first game of the season, but this is a different Cleveland Browns team. Um, the Ravens do have Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams back. And when they're on that defensive line, they stop the run. But they're playing in Cleveland. I believe it's going to be terrible weather. And it's going to come down who can run the ball effectively, more effectively. And I just, again, I don't know who to pick. But because the Browns are getting a point and a half, I guess I'm going to take Cleveland. If the Ravens were getting a point and a half, I would take the Ravens. I could see either team winning this game. But I'm going to go with the points um, because it's that type of game to me. It's a coin flip game to me. I'm going to go with the Ravens. They, 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 they're playoff lives. They're still playing for it. It's a big game. They need to win it. Uh, the Browns, are they really a 10 and three team and through week 14? I'm just not, you know, like I know they've won and they've, they've only been two teams with winning records. Um, but I think the Ravens need this game more than the Browns. And I think the Ravens win this. This is another one of building confidence. They take care of the Cowboys. They win again, you know, uh, after that bad game against Pittsburgh. So I think this is one the Ravens really need. I'm going to go with the Ravens, that they get it together, because I believe they're going to play well enough to make it into the playoffs. And then once they get in, if they can get some guys healthy and get back to the football that they play, they could be dangerous. Because then 
once you get in the playoffs, it's just a matter of winning three games. Am I right? I mean, like. It- yeah, I mean, the the Ravens can win this game. Uh, they, the, it, the Ravens can win. And pedigree, history, organizations, everything tells you to pick the Ravens. But the Browns, you cannot beat the Tennessee Titans in a game that people were, they weren't sure how that game would go and then come back the following week and give it all up to the Baltimore Ravens. You know they want to run the ball. You have Miles Garrett back. They're not going to be, it's not going to be Lamar sitting in that pocket. Stop the run, force Lamar to, Lamar to throw the ball. That's going to be the Rave, I mean, the uh, Browns' MO on defense. Can they do it effectively? At this point in the season, if they can't force them to throw the ball to win, the Browns are going to, they're not going to win a playoff game. And so this will show me a lot um, of where the Browns are in how they adapt to, quote unquote, a playoff game in a regular season. All right. Let's do some over-unders. I know you always like the big games, so we got a couple of them. And we'll start with that. Uh, let's start with that Vikings and Bucks, only because this is big for the Bucks, And it's a big game for the Vikings as well. 51 and a half is the total. Where are you on this? I'm going to go under on this. I, I like the Bucks defense. I like them to score. Talking to Bucks offense, between 27 and 32 points, I can see them putting up. I mean, if the Jacks can score points like that on the Vikings, I mean, what are the Bucs going to do? Um, but I believe the Bucs defensively will kind of slow them down. Um, so I, 51 and a half, I'll take the under, but I do like the Bucs to get upwards of high 20s, low 30s. I'm with you on that on this game. I think it's going to be under. That's why I'm taking the Vikings plus six and a half. I think the score will be lower than we expect. And this is the Vikings Last hurrah, I really, to try to write their season. If they get an upset win over Tom Brady and the Bucks, people are looking at them differently and uh, and thinking like, okay, the Vikings are, they've struggled all year. They came back last week when they really needed a win, and then they got a signature win to move their season forward. This will be their signature win if they can get it done. Uh, they, I know they beat the Packers earlier. This one is even bigger. Remember, they beat the Packers. In Green Bay. They didn't beat them. They killed them. In Green Bay. So I'm going to go here with the Vikings. Uh, let's do the Steelers at the Bills. 46 and a half. Where are you on this game? This is tricky. This is a tricky total because both teams can score points um, quickly. They've shown that. Um, in Buffalo, you assume bad weather. Uh, but the Bills, they, they they want to throw the ball. The Steelers have to throw the ball because they, they can't run it effectively. Um, but will the weather force it to turn into a running type of game? Um, it gets cold in Buffalo, but it's not overly windy. Um, as long as it isn't wet, I see a lot of points being scored. So I don't know the forecast, but I'm going to say it's not going to be wet. And I'm, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over as well. I think these two teams, uh, you're right, as far as passing, and the Bills are explosive. I mean, offensively, uh, Steelers put up points too, but the Bills really are. And they could easily, I've seen them put up a thir- 35, you know what I mean? And and if, and if it's only 46 and a half, all the Steelers got to do is get 20 and you're, and you're good to go. So I'm, I'm going to go with the over on this total. How about the Ravens and the Browns? 
Identical total of 46 and a half. Where are you on this? Is this an under? Man. I don't know if I've told you guys this story. I probably have. But I remember playing. It was my last year in Cincinnati. You walk out to the field. It was clear skies. Not a cloud in the sky. Sunny. And it was negative 12 degrees. Wow. The the field felt like concrete, a rock. Um, we threw the ball 11 times. I was going to say, and, and in that uniform, there's nothing there. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was freezing. Um, Chad didn't play. And we only threw the ball 11 times. And go figure, not one of those 11 came my way. And Chad wasn't even playing. Go figure, right? Um, so I'm going to take the under. I believe it's going to be a low-scoring game because of the weather. Um, points are going to be at a premium. I just I can't see it going over. Now, if this uh, global warming is really uh, <laughs> taking over, then the weather might be a little better. But until then, I, I got to take the under on this one. I'm going to take the under. Uh, maybe it's 23-20. 23-20 Ravens, 26-20 Ravens, still under. I'm going to take the Ravens and the under. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm taking the Ravens in the game, but I'm going to take the under in this, okay? And uh, let's do your favorite team as well. Let's do the uh, Cowboys at the Bengals, 42 and a half. That sounds kind of low to me because I think the Bengals going to get bent over a barrel. That is low, but they're these odds makers. They're seeing what everybody is seeing. The Bengals can't score points. They they can't score points if they don't get a special team touchdown and kickoff return or interception return. It's hard for them to score offensively. Um, a big play. Um, by Tyler Boyd on a route that was caught four yards from the line of scrimmage, and he goes 72. Those are rarities. And, and so I would, I, I have to go on the under. I could see the Dolphins score 30 and the Bengals score 10. I, I, I mean, the Dolphins, the Cowboys. Cowboys I can Cowboys. see them score 30 and the Bengals score 10. It, the Bengals can't score. And it's going to be hard for them to score unless, again, mm -hmm. Everything falls in place and highly unlikely that they can continue to get big plays, special team touchdowns or defensive touchdowns. And so low total, but I'm going to go under. I'm going to go over. I mean, that, that total was so low. And you just said it, even if it was the Cowboys and they scored 30 and the Bengals scored 13, they get that uh, special teams touchdown and two field goals. That's 13. And the Cowboys get 30. That's over. I'm going to go over. That's not a lot. You just said it. They need one of those touchdowns or a pick six. And then the rest of the game, they get two field goals because they can't move it. That's 13 points. If I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong here, I believe Bones Fossil is the special teams coach with the Cowboys. I believe, and if he is, they will not be getting a, a touchdown on special teams. This dude is fantastic as a special teams coach. Um, so the Bengals won't be getting a special teams touchdown on him. They won't. Like, nah, Andy Dalton has too much pride to go back into uh, Cincinnati and let that happen. 
at, at least fingers crossed. I'm wishful thinking. All right. So we got our wing bet. All right, it's time for our uh, lemon pepper parlays of the week. I've never felt more confident about my parlay, but you go first today. So as usual, my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. Look at me. I'm rough and scruffy. I ain't shaved in nine days. Is that what it is? Nine days. Mm -hmm. Um, I be trying to see how many gray hairs I got on my face, Rob. But they they just won't they won't appear yet, and I'm getting old, so I don't know what's going on. Here, they're on my beat. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's get back to the my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. As y'all know, I try to pick the biggest game of the week, and and this is where I get in trouble at. But this is what it's about. Biggest game of the week, in my opinion, is Steelers versus Bills. Uh, best records in the AFC minus the Chiefs. Um, plan for a lot, plan for pride, plan to show if we meet in the playoffs, y'all can't see me. Um, I'm taking the bills. I believe they are the better team and I get two and a half points. And, and so, or I get, I'm giving away two and a half points, but I believe if they win, they'll win by a minimum of three. Um, so I'm going to take the Buffalo bills and then I'm going to take what I believe is a gimme. Um, I don't like layups, but I have to try to take a gimme, and I'm going to take the Cowboys giving up three and a half against the Bengals. I think that is the easiest game on the slate. Um, I don't mean to pick on the Cincinnati Bengals, my former team, but right now they're free lunch. All right, here's my lemon pepper parlay for the week. And last week I took my glasses off. It didn't help me. <laughs> On this Maybe. Week, I don't know, but I'm going to look. I'm rubbing my wallet because I need some moolah. I need some uh, shekels. Hey, as you say, it's always better. With the cheddar. With the cheddar. I need <laughs> cheddar, right? And for the first time on the lemon pepper parlay, TJ and I have the same exact pairing. I am wow. the Cowboys. Minus three and a half over the Bengals. And I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half over the Steelers. I think both of these games, money in the bank. You see my wallet? It's going to be wow after Sunday because I love both of those games. Hey, see, we might be on, we might be on something. But again, we haven't done great people, but we're doing pretty damn good. And if you knew better, you would do better. Don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. So one, and it's if we have the same picks, which we have not had all year, we must be on to something. No, this one, we I, I must I, be on to something, guys. We ladies and gentlemen, before. we must be. Right? I mean, we see it. Yeah. Me and you, we just haven't been on the same page. But these two games, to me, jump out to me. And I'm with you. I think that this is going to be a big one. And I'm going to tell you this, TJ, for real, for real. And I haven't had a big bet all year. I'm ready to put 500 shekels on the Cowboys this week. That to me, like that's a low number, man. Three and a half that they're giving up. That's a shocker. Right. But they must think the Cowboys are trash, the odds makers, but 
they played the right. If Zerline makes those three field goals, it is a different ball game against the Baltimore Ravens. It's a different ball game. No. All right. And the Bengals aren't going to be able to run the ball like the Ravens at all. That's what I'm saying. So I'm shocked by that as well. I think I'm, I think I'm going that route, though. So if I'm looking, uh, you know, scruffy and I need some money, I might have to hit up my boy, TJ. You know, he might be able to. <laughs> but hopefully we'll both be right. All right, that's uh, the Lemon Pepper Parlay for this week. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Keep hitting us up, man. Uh, chiming in finding uh, some fun with this and hopefully we can win you a couple of shekels as well. For TJ Hoosman's out, I'm Rob Parker. We're going to see you next week, TJ. Me and you, we lockstep. That must mean something, people. That must mean something. <laughs>